0: Welcome to Corner of Hunter and George. This is episode 12. Corner of Hunter and George, the Peterborough Arts Podcast, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, to put it most simply. Well, today is a part two, a part two of my discussion with the arts journalist Sam Tweedle. You can find it on samtweedle.com, T-W-E-E-D-L-E. He was a journalist with Kawartha Now. And he's done a lot of in-depth interviews over the years and recently with art figures both in Peterborough and in the greater beyond. We were discussing more of the greater beyond on our last episode. You can listen to that where we bring up people such as Amy Winehouse, the old Eddie Haskell, Henry Winkler is mentioned quite a bit, the Royal Family people such as that. Well, in this episode, we're going to bring it back home. We're going to bring it back home to Peterborough. You were hearing there at the beginning, Irish Millie, that'll be one person who has discussed, Van the Man, the Peterborough art scene, Death by Art School, that band, the local theater, and perhaps what to look out for in the future. So here is part two of my interview with Sam Tweedle an enjoyable discussion to the very end, Sam Tweedle. But mm. uh, anyway, uh, I guess I'll bring it more back home now. And I guarantee yeah. you, unless, of course, they have, some, which I don't want, but if they have any sort of unfortunate incident happened to you, the people I'm going to mention <laughs> now are not about to pass away. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So uh, I, I think you've had uh, just, I guess, some sort of, uh, comments or just something you've been impressed by by uh, first of all I'll mention this musician irish millie
1: oh my goodness i, and mean, you I mean there's the before? obvious I've, I've heard her i've heard her play so there's my the obvious God. but she she is a joy mm-hmm. what an absolute joy uh watching her play i mean she's she, she's she's, oh wait, she's a teenager and, and mm-hmm. so unbelievably talented and passionate about the music she's playing, right? <laughs> she isn't like a little kid. Like, I don't know who the latest, she's 14, 15, I think, 15 or 16. Uh, yeah, 15, yeah. Something like no, that.
0: I think, yeah, I think still 14 or 15. I well, believe, 14 or I've 15,
1: and yeah. she, You know, the fact that she's not sitting there blasting her brains out with the latest boy band, and you know or 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 trying to be like the next uh you know reality tv singing star mm-hmm. you know she found an instrument she found a love for music and is growing this career organically and and I'll tell you her interview uh when I did it it hit pretty big but I when I was following the where the the views were coming from mm-hmm. yeah there were some peterborough ones but she has a following on the east coast Europe. I got emails from people from Europe that are watching her that told me how much they liked the interview. Her reach is going so far beyond our community, which is incredible to watch. And, and she is such a joy. And her the love she has for her music and the wonderful relationship between her and her father Murray is um. It's just so. It's just so great. I really. One thing I will tell you. I love the kids in our community, some of the art kids in the arts, um, would always, would always, uh, really make me light up, you know, to see kids that were really passionate about their, their, you know, their work and, and, and to see what they would do it. And I think I love supporting kids. Um, the big thing is to, to support them for their art, not for your ego. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes, sometimes I think the adults in the arts sometimes realize that they're kids and they're still figuring themselves out. And they're not your friend. You are not, you, you are not their friend group. They're not your buddies. Right. Okay. And uh, I I've, I've seen, I've seen adults exploit kids. um, Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've always been very careful not to, to always try to, but man, I love supporting them. I love lifting them up because they are the future of art. Let's, let's support kids to be, great at their work and what they're doing by growing their careers organically instead of finding a cheap, easy way out like YouTube or, uh, American Idol and, and, and craft them to be good at what they do instead of just fluffing their egos. Wow. So, yeah, but yeah, Millie is, she's, she's something else. She's a real gem of our community.
0: Okay. And I, I mentioned someone else cause I've had the, uh, on my radio show, I had the fortune of interviewing this person uh, yes. sometime in 2021.
1: But anyway, uh, Van the Man, who's a little oh, older, goodness. but still pretty young. Yes. <laughs> Another young guy. Yes. Um, He's in his early 20s. It's so interesting. I I don't know. I, I first met Van when he was a baby because his parents were musicians. mm and I uh, uh, and and I remember his mom I- I- in particular, Kimber uh, Kavanaugh, was in a band called Peacock back in the early 2000s when I was in university. And I used to uh, go to a lot of their shows. Like uh, they were an awesome band. And uh, and I remember I remember when she was pregnant with Van on stage at the Great Little Bread Company in one of their like final shows and. Mm so I I knew his folks. So he reached out to me, you know, just with that connection. And I remember this was during COVID. This is when we weren't supposed to let people in our house. And I told him to come over on a Sunday and bring his album, you know, Mm -hmm. and and he's just like this young, you know, kind of skinny white kid. And he's, you know, with it, with a hip hop album and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) really? Yeah. You're a white, peterborough kid with a hip-hop album like all right all right come on over let's listen to it you know like yeah. you know i figured i'd humor him and and he pulls out his album he plays it for me and i'm like oh my god wait what mm-hmm. like what he it what he presented to me was it was really good mm-hmm but also when you talk to him about his music, where it's coming from, like the emotional journey he is in creating this music, it's so real. And, um, you know, he is a real creator. And uh, again, it's not, it doesn't come out of ego. It doesn't come out of, you know, him trying to create a product or him trying to be the next rap star. It's, this 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 music comes out of his blood it's it's it it flows from his soul he's he's a real deal and and i just think he's an amazing he's such an amazing positive extraordinarily polite person (laughs) but with this raw talent that he's able to uh bring forward and yeah i what a great guy he's he's someone i really like as a human being but also respect as as a young artist yeah he's uh I hear what
0: you're saying about him really uh yeah he's he's uh, someone who seems to always have a smile on his face he seems mm-hmm. to be quite you know you are not getting into the doldrums of uh the twenty twenties with him and yeah. um he also is uh like i think he his lines are a lot to do with things with his own life and they are they are they often end up being quite witty or humorous too as well yes
1: yeah, yeah. i i also he had a p he had a song though was it called Vibe chill and yes. i don't remember yeah Vibe. he wrote this wonderful no i don't think that was a song but he wrote this wonderful lovely song for his girlfriend about just mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend hanging out mm-hmm. and i i've met her a few times she is such a sweet sweet Margot, and she's such a sweet girl Margot. oh god i hope i got her name right because I really like her and 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 when I remember when I heard that song he wrote for her, like I think about the times I've ran into them and I'm like oh my god like you have captured that sweet um energy that the two of you put together as a couple like you you managed to 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 really personify that into a song And, and I just I just I just love it all no, it wasn't vibing. I can't remember the name of what that yeah, song was. I don't think was. it was vibing, but I Not can't vibing.
0: Pl- place my hand. Uh, no, vibing, my he,
1: in, in my interview, he talks about vibing, about how he yes. was really depressed. He was very depressed, and him and his buddy went to a a concert, and it was mm-hmm. about getting, you know, being in a dark place and going out and going to a concert in eating shawarma and, yeah. you know, <laughs> pulling yourself out of that depression with music and friendship and, and, and a night out. And that's what Vibin was about. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I love it. I love the positivity uh, in his music. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, one more, cause I know you're about to yeah. do a piece on this on a member of this band, but uh, I haven't heard anything from them from a few years, but death by art school.
1: It's so yeah. funny you brought that up because the piece I did on Patrick just went up today.
0: Oh, did it? Okay. It
1: just went up today. If you go to my website, it is up right now. Mm-hmm. Patrick, uh, feel back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting. That was one I work with photographers. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. the photography is really, really important in the pieces I do. Mm-hmm. I believe that it re- it is a collaboration of, of images and words. Because I believe that the photography uh, is what draws. like Like, for instance, let's say you read my article on Henry Winkler. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to attract somebody in Philadelphia or Chicago or New York. A lot of my readership, believe it or not, is American. Mm -hmm. And they get to the end of that article and there's three random articles are going to appear. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if someone is attracted to the photo that's on that headline of someone, you know, like Patrick or Van or Millie, if they that, well what's this about what's this headline what's this photo and they're going to click on it and it's interesting because I, I when i track i track my my you know my what do you call that uh where you uh, can track where everything's going on the internet i, I look at that quite closely mm-hmm. i find my local stuff is getting as much read as much as the the celebrity stuff oh wow and wow. and i love when i see something like 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 Bam the man like somebody from 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 cleveland reading about him like that Mm. that's exciting to me Mm. and i see a lot of that um so so uh the photography to me is really interesting is very important because i think that draws people and i I first worked with i I remember with of now i worked with uh andy um oh my goodness i can't think of andy's last name incredible local photographer and that's where i really learned that uh, because Andy's photos would draw people in. He was just a, an incredible photographer. I had the great pleasure of working with Samantha Moss when I first started Korthanow. Mm-hmm. I'm not Korthanow, Uh, She's in Thunder Bay now. And I, my God, like you just don't get better than Samantha Moss. What a pleasure and an honor to work with her. And now I'm working with this uh, photographer named Jessica Scott, who uh, is newer on the scene, but she is such a joy to be with her her energy, her spirit, her kindness uh and and her enthusiasm is is addictive to me and I love collaborating with her. Uh so she brought she brought Patrick to my attention and I, I hadn't met him before. Uh and and we sat down, we talked about Death by Art School. It's it's a band that's been around for 18 years in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. I realized I'd actually seen them wow. probably 18 years ago. Wow. And uh they do a lot of shock uh performance they're, they're almost like peter Bro's shock rockers mm-hmm. yet they're in instead of being heavy metal they're they're like hip-hop they do like stuff like uh beastie boys it's also parody mm-hmm. so it's not serious but what's really interesting there's a second narrative with patrick and he has a a neuro, a neuro neurological disease that uh uh that stunts uh not stunts but affects his his, his uh mobility and uh on, on top of being uh, a musician and a poet and other projects he's actually when he was diagnosed with disease i can't pronounce it it's too long um you can read all about in the article but um he um when he was diagnosed they didn't the doctors ha- had nothing for him they they couldn't tell him what to do so he actually has been searching for a cure through his own research hmm and through his own study to find something to help his condition. Right. And uh, we talk a lot about that in the article too. It's about his own research, trying to uh, find a cure for this this, this, this crippling disease he has. And uh, wow. I think that is such an incredible story. I, I think that is so bold to go, yeah. you know what? Like I, there's no cure, so I'm going to go find one. I'm going right. to find one. And, and to be able to combine that you use the music to you know his music to draw readers in and then talk about this more human story. Uh, it was just such a joy meeting him and being able to talk. And I can't wait. Death by Art School has a new album coming out in uh, probably dropping at the early summer, and uh, new uh, um, some new performances coming up as well. Uh, and their big thing is to do a, a whole. Um. Uh, avant-garde experimental uh production you know instead of just a concert so i'm really excited to see what patrick comes up with um i'm trying to think the name of the bradley boyle's also in the group Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people know him from around town and uh i'm trying to think the name of their guitarist but i I, it's not coming uh coming to the top of my mind
0: Yeah,
1: yeah Um, yeah okay yeah um now
0: uh we can include other areas of art here sure. too as well as theater and uh like you said you're really into local writing but uh yeah i guess you said you're someone who has a lot of opinions and you have it on com. you can
1: kind of more let them let them be clearer than perhaps clear but i i really want to focus on people that i can get behind right. you know what sure. i mean like i want I, I don't want to say anything bad about anyone mm-hmm. uh their art and their their art's going to speak for itself it's going to find an audience or it's not right my big thing is let's bring forward the incredible personalities that 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 i come across in my journey yeah well i's getting at is that
0: um like you know being a smaller city and uh kind of already being in a vulnerable spot of kind of uh Drifting between perhaps or future gentrification, but also a fair bit mm-hmm. of poverty at the same time. And mm-hmm. then COVID hits and now we're at 2022. And even if yeah. perhaps a majority might think we might never go back to the, quite those days you were saying, like you couldn't go out to George street or whatever, like yeah. of what we had in 2020, what do you see sort of, uh, as, do you have any sort of like, uh, Outlook or crystal ball outlook for the Peterborough art scene at this
1: time? Well, (laughs) that's a really interesting question. And, and I'm going to the whole thing, you know what COVID changed everything from where, where I was when I did Mm -hmm. uh, my production of Ryan. uh, I reviewed Ryan Kerr's production of Equus. Mm -hmm. That's where I, that's where that stopped. That was the last, I was at that show the Saturday night before the entire world shut down Mm -hmm. and I was there. I'd already reviewed it, but I went to see it a second time with a group of friends and, um, and really when I, when I was, when I was reviewing doing shows for uh, a quarter now, I remember one time sitting down and writing out all the different theater companies that I, had connections with, or I partnered with, mm-hmm. and there were something like twenty groups. Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty twenty two. It was over twenty groups, little groups that had put themselves together mm-hmm. and were actively creating theatrical productions. Now in twenty twenty two, it's all in. It's it's it, the the strongest have survived. It's been Darwin. It's yeah. a lot of those groups have fallen apart, and the people have moved on to the next thing, and they've moved out of peterborough or or they're not working together or you know they got so used to surviving and trying to use their own lives so much fell apart Mm -hmm. i think the theater community in peterborough is much smaller than it was in uh 2020 Mm. and i think it's very interesting right now to see who crawls out it's like it's like burgess meredith Coming out of the, uh, you know, the bomb shelter in the Twilight Zone episode, he's the only last, what, last, last one in all this rubble. Like that's what I really feel like the arts community is. So it's very interesting to see who's still working. I think it's the people who tried the, their damnedest and their hardest to stay alive in the face of uh, of it being. So I, 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 to bring up like the theater on King, I had a great joy last uh, Thursday. Me and Jessica Scott, my photographer, and her boyfriend Mike went to go see uh Ryan Kerr's uh, The Bald Soprano, mm-hmm. and it was their first in theater uh production opening night since Equus two mm-hmm. years later. Theater on King has tried so, they had it it, 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 the pure perseverance of Ryan and Kate and Dan and Brad and Lindsay and all uh, Shannon, all the people there, uh, they, they, they it was so hard for them to keep that theater alive and, and their passion and their commitment, their love for that has, has made that happen. So Mm -hmm. I I think things like that are crazy. Amazing. Uh, Kim Blackwell and Lindy um, Finland and their crew at fourth line theater. They've Mm -hmm. done everything they've can to stay relevant and to do things in a different way and to keep that theater going. Uh, Sarah quick and, james barrett at globus theater and bob cajun Mm -hmm. um they really brought together their uh, supporters to financially help them uh stay afloat and i mean it was all these theaters i think saw a lot of bleak times where they weren't sure if they were going to live or not Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's what's really interesting to see is who is still standing uh, Lindsay Little Theater and Lindsay, which is a theater uh, that I've always uh, had a soft spot for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they did some outdoor stuff last year and their opening show is going to be soon. Uh, I've decided I'm going to probably skip that one, but I'm going to the next one, which is a production of uh, Paradise Lost uh, really? being directed by Trina Cody. Has mm-hmm. a great cast of people. Some of my favorite uh, theater people are in that one. Uh so I, I I really look forward to going back to that show. Um and then there's a, a guy in town, his name's Tim Jeffries. He's a really nice lad. A lad I I can call talk to him. He's only a year or two younger than me. We used to go to high school together, actually. Hmm. Tim is I don't know how he's doing this. That's not my here nor there. But he's he's producing his big thing is to start a new his own brand, his own stuff and uh he's producing stuff he's bringing in people from that i've never heard of from other places but he's putting on a production of um the last five years which is actually my favorite musical uh my 100 percent favorite musical uh dane bland did a production of it a number of years ago that blew my mind mm-hmm. and i remember when tim said he was going to do it i i waited with bated breath to see who was going to direct it and who was going to be in it and he announced their people. They're no one I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. They're from out of town. And I'm like, you know what? Good on you, Tim, for expanding that, bringing that in. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does. You know, I, I at first was really hesitant to know what I would think. But I, 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 I'm excited to see this guy think, you know what? Theater's alive again. I'm going to start. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, I I've lost touch with Randy Reed, who, uh, a couple emails here and there. Randy does uh, new stages at Market Hall, but mm-hmm. I expect Randy will be up and running again soon. And Randy Reed's, uh, stuff. It's always some of the best, best theater. You're going uh, stuff you're going to see in Peterborough. He's it, pure class, pure class, super smart. So I, I, you know what, now that we're talking about, I really, I, I think I'm going to shoot him a message and see what's going on with him. Okay. and what his stuff is it's funny i i, I never want to do theater reviews again but my goodness i i keep getting pulled in you know and another <laughs> thing annie's going to be at showplace mm-hmm. i have such a soft spot for that production my goodness let me tell you and I, i'm going to be honest um annie was about to go on stage uh at the theater guild in 2020 and jerry um Jerry Allen's directing it. That production has had so much it's it's really been battered. They one of the gentlemen Darcy Mundel who played was playing um uh Daddy Warbucks unfortunately he passed away during the pandemic and they had to find someone else to uh to replace him. Uh the character uh you know uh, other the cast members had to leave because of uh uh life ch- changes. And I think the most interesting thing is the the little girl they had playing Annie. They casted her in that role in um um back in 2019. It's 2022 now. They're going to have a very mature Annie. I mean, I think the joke is that she was going to be in her 40s by the time they got it on stage. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> so she's a, she's a teenager now. It's going to be a very old Annie. But I, you know what? Good on them for not for that kid you know, I don't know who that girl is. I've never met her. I don't even know her name, but good on her for staying interested, you know, as a tween now into a teenager, you know, all these years later and, and to go, Hey, I'm Annie. You know, I I think, uh, you know, the sun truly will come out tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I was going to say as long as she can hit the notes on that song,
1: (laughs) vital thing, but Um, isn't that, but isn't that what is going on here in the theater? This is the sun coming out tomorrow. This is a, Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow's there will be sun because mm-hmm. that is what's going on. These theater groups are coming back out into the sunshine after being dark for so long. Uh, I think Annie being done at Showplace in its own weird way is, um, you know, it, it 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 sort it sort of personifies what's going on. Right. Annie is also a character with uh, who who Annie as the comic character and the theatrical character. Is is a character that no matter how dark or depressing her life got, she always stays uh, positive and p- perseveres and makes the best out of everything and brings happiness to everybody. You know, she doesn't let you know her situation. Uh, you know, get get to her. So the theater companies that have survived, you know, maybe there's a little Annie in all of them. Okay,
0: well yeah. that's yeah, that's good. That uh, we're going to see a bit of a revival then. That's good to hear. Yeah. Someone say that. Um, now just back to music for a sure. moment so we've heard so like we've seen a lot of uh local places uh shut down in the yeah. last few years most recently a garnet but uh mm-hmm. i mean it's new ownership but i don't think they're going to be heading the same no. direction and uh a recent interview i did uh was uh, like someone suggesting that music should be sort of treated like the other arts. Like it used to be assumed in the past that you know they would get the money from the clubs and public funding did not have to be part of it. But mm-hmm. that you think that maybe has to change. But I guess I'm asking you, like, uh, like we st- we still have a lot of talented musicians as we've discussed in this in this uh, city. But uh, I guess Amazing how they're going about Peterborough. Yes, it is one. It it definitely is an amazing thing, but I guess how they're going to adapt uh, to circumstances right now is what I'm asking you.
1: It's so interesting when you talk about venues. I remember Mm -hmm. um, when I was a younger man, maybe in my twenties, I remember uh, mom used to always say, Hey, have you you gone to the black horse? Have you gone to the black horse? You know, I like going to the black horse. Have you been to the black horse? And I go, mom, that's where old people go to act like they're teenagers. (laughs) And now here I am in my forties, mid, late forties. And man, I am going there a lot uh, uh-huh. <laughs> because well, I'm not going there to act like I'm a teenager, but the music, it, it's really become Peterborough's premier music spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to go see Carlene Stevens and Rob uh, Phillips on a, on their Thursday night. Rob does Thursday nights there and Carlene's his current, uh, cur- current uh, resident uh, singer. And it was the first time, look, I've gone and seen a few shows at the Garnet during the pandemic, whenever they could open mm-hmm. up or do the best they could. I saw a few mm-hmm. shows. But I remember sitting there and the bar, it was right when you could have full capacity again. The place was packed
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the music was hot. Like it mm-hmm. was so hot. And for a moment, for a second, I sat there and I was overwhelmed with emotion because it was almost like it, things were the way they were in 2019. Mm. For a moment, I forgot. And then I remembered. And the amount of emotion I felt at that time was so overwhelming. And I went back uh, later on and I was talking. I was sitting with Carline for a while and talking with her watching i was sitting right behind rob and watching him play and i got again and it was the night it was the day oh geez talk about bringing this interview full circle my friend it was the day emilio delgado died
2: mm-hmm.
1: so the night, night that he died i went to go see carly and rob again and i remember again becoming so overwhelmed with emotion i had to leave i remember trying to get my waitress's uh, attention i couldn't so i just left whatever change i had on the table, hoping that it paid for my drink and probably not. So I'm probably never going to be allowed to go to the Black Horse again because I probably stiffed them for half a drink. But anyway, but I just remember being so emotional again with the music and, and being in a live, feeling the energy of the music and the audience again that, uh, you know, I, I had I had to leave. And, and now on Sunday night at the Memorial Center, I'm going to be at Alice Cooper. I am so excited about that. I had tickets to see Alice one week before the pandemic mm-hmm. shut everything down, oh. and now I'm going to be seeing him. I've I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. I've met Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. never seen him play, mm-hmm. but I've met him, right. which is and now I get to go see him play. Like, that's amazing. That is yeah. just so amazing. I can go do a rock concert again. Yeah, and I, technically I don't even have to wear a mask, but. That's that we'll we'll see how that goes but uh but but you know, but yeah, the fact that even the memorial center and they adapted very well, I interviewed S j Riley right before she did her concert there uh, opening for some country music guy that I never heard of mm-hmm. uh and um you know, so they did the really interesting thing when they had the cars and they all got in the parking lot, like they adapted the best they could, but uh, will more venues open up? I don't know. I don't know. I see the Red Dog is uh, going to be doing shows again. I know Riley, Mm -hmm. not Riley's, uh, Mm Spanky's, S.J. Riley has a residency there. Um, You know, oh, even the Gordon Best that was really defunct after a while. They had a a show up there the other night. Um, Oh, goodness. Well, they have a few concerts upcoming, too, in April. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so, and, and, and I saw Market Hall. They, I saw posters with some of the people they got going there. I mean, you know, uh, I saw the Lindsay Academy Theater is getting back into the tribute band the thing, which I've always thought is just... I, have you ever been to the Academy Theater in Lindsay? I, I have, but too long ago for me to remember. Historic Theater. Yes. Historic Theater. It is one of the most beautiful theaters anywhere in the core of this mm-hmm. and they waste it by bringing in tribute bands. Now I'm not saying my mother loves tribute bands and a lot of people, there's a market mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, it's not my bag. And no, that's 90% of what they bring in. I've always thought it's such a, a tragic waste. I see that fake Johnny cash is coming. So that, that's, that's good. You know, yes. that'll bring in an audience and, and, and it'll bring in a revenue that will uh the academy theater needs and that's the thing about those previews they bring in a revenue that's fantastic uh so we definitely need that uh, i always thought it was really hilarious one time where uh the academy theater though they had like a fake eagles coming and then three weeks later they had another fake eagles but it wasn't the <laughs> fake eagles they had three weeks earlier but here's the crazy part i can make fun of it as much as i want you know what they sold out both shows no, yes. No, no. Some people okay. can't get
0: enough of Hotel California. So
1: yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? There's an audience for it. And if those theaters need to survive mm-hmm. by bringing in, uh, I don't know, fake Boney M or, or 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 maybe that's not the group they're bringing in. Fake Tom Petty, you know, fake Neil Diamond. I don't know. Whatever yeah. they need to do to, mi- to keep those theaters alive, bring them in. I just wish that uh, a place like the Academy would be able to maybe mix it up a little bit but yeah who knows, what they'll do. who knows what they'll do going forward i shouldn't be so critical but uh but but you know i was great to see that they have something coming yeah. so yeah okay. well, and, and another thing i'm sorry let, i, I okay. keep going and another thing um mm-hmm. they, announcing that festivals are coming back to peterborough this year festival of lights is going they don't call it that now music fest uh paul rellinger who i used to work mm. with is uh is is on the board there and i know paul has such a passion for it and they haven't announced they're having going but the fact it's coming i know paul will put together a great lineup and what an exciting what an exciting thing here's the thing though uh my uh like like my uh my partner uh i can't get her to go to theaters or or um or or movie theaters or anything like that because she's still nervous and with and she told me she explained to me that uh you know, if to be around people that aren't wearing masks makes the, them want, you know, fear about going into these places. So who knows the comfort levels of the audiences? You know, me, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to jump in. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely
0: that mindset, too. But, yes, uh, like my wife and I, the only thing we've done is uh, November. We went to something that's back when you had to wear a mask still. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Sadler so okay it just a small really small show but uh we yeah. something there but uh, what was it um it was uh it was garbage face and a few other musical guests. oh yeah, yeah it's kind of an am it's kind of an ambient kind of mix, you know i've never I, I i've never yeah. met carl but there's a guy
1: i'd really like to do a piece on yeah, he does seem quite interesting. So that's he really does, and it, man, you know what? People in this town just love him. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, people keep mentioning him and talking about him. I've never met him, mm-hmm. but uh, there, there's a guy there who who I I'd really like to eventually uh, uh, do a piece on because he he has such a huge influence in this town yes. as being someone that's respected based on the create the stuff that they're creating instead of their reputation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, their good reputation, I suppose. I guess what I mean by that is, is sometimes people coast on their reputation instead of expanding and growing and creating interesting work. And Carl seems to be, Garbage Face seems to be one of those people that is always expanding, always influencing. And that's why people respect him so much. Okay. So, you know, and that's the kind of people I respect are the people that are always reaching.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um Now, I feel
0: like I need to cover this before I yeah. uh, finish off tonight. Since you said you're really now, uh, like you feel that like Peterborough has a great deal of talent in our uh, among our writers, and uh yes. is, there, is there any, are there any people? Uh, I guess in the past, I'll say over COVID or something, you've discovered or something that you feel like uh, are oh, not certainly. getting
1: the attention they need. Yeah, certainly, cause... certainly. Um, well, I don't know about attention. They deserve, um, it's interesting you ask that sometimes I, I always feel every community is full of hidden gems mm-hmm. and those are the kind of people that I'm trying to bring to the surface. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Any, yeah, hidden gems. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, like for example, uh, uh, you know, someone like I, I did, I did a, a piece on Brad Brackenridge mm-hmm. and, but everybody knows Brad, Brad's I'm yeah. not the first person who would write about Brad. And I'm not the last person who's going to write about Brad. You know, right. I think the one person people I've interviewed the most is Kate, sir. I, mm-hmm. I think I've interviewed her three or four times. Right. Kate's always going to get press. Mm-hmm. These are people who don't need more press. They, they want to sit down and talk to me again. I'm always going to support them because they're so good. Mm-hmm. But I like finding these people who, uh, you know, have never sat down and done an interview before. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time uh, again, I I'm, I'm going to Latin, but I remember, uh, Millie's mom telling me I was the first person who actually let her talk, <laughs> and you know didn't create their own narrative. So I so I love that kind of thing. For writers, uh, P.J. Thomas, who is a wonderful poet and is being published quite a lot lately, uh, she told me I was she was I was the first person who interviewed her, hmm. and that blew my mind because she's so good and she's so well respected in town and has such a following. Wes Ryan was the person who first put me onto her and, uh, she's just completing her second, second book of poetry is coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she, she's, she is just so good. She's such an amazing soul. She has such an interesting way of looking at the world. Um, Frank Flynn, who, uh, is very well known in Peterborough as a playwright and, uh, as a playwright and a director, he wrote his first novel. It's called hmm. Song of the Sabbath. Um, hmm. I, I did an interview with him on my website. It is one of the most powerful emotional books I've ever read.
2: Hmm.
1: Oh, my God, I, I'm reading this book and I couldn't ima- I couldn't believe I knew the man who wrote this. Like, you know, that I could go over to his house and discuss it with them. Because it seemed like one of those things that, you know, some New York writer or, or somebody that's not in your own backyard wrote. I don't know. It's funny. I, I'm in touch with Frank a lot, yet I don't know how well it's doing. I think it's had m- moderate success, but I mm-hmm. think it should be on. I think it should be on like um, you know bestseller lists. It's nice. just that good. Um, Frank is one of the most intense, cerebral inter- uh, people I've ever met. And I just I, I just have such a uh, respect for him and and his book. you know, it's funny. Your, your friends can write books and you can read them and go, Hey, this is my friend's book. So I'm going to support it. But I mean, if I didn't know who Frank was, I'd be telling people to read this book. Hmm. Uh, My current read is Charlie Petch's first book, which I, I I can't uh, something about being late. I wish I had it in front of me so I could tell you the uh, title. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: My goodness, either Charlie is either making me laugh or making me cry with each piece. And she's multi-discipline too. She has a, yes.
0: a a bunch of different, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and whether I, I like it, like there's like an erotic poem to Chewbacca mm-hmm. in it, but then this wonderful, beautiful poem about these, these boys on a, you know, putting, putting uh, objects on a train track and about their, their personal traumas at home. And um I, I mean, Charlie's either, as I said, either making me cry or making me laugh in each piece. Each piece is so beautiful. And I, I'm going to be talking to Charlie at the end of April. I can't wait to sit down and and, and talk about their work and, uh, and go through some of this work. So um, yeah. Oh, and I have another friend. Should I talk about this or not? I guess it doesn't hurt. I have another friend, uh, uh, Patty Kimball, who's a writer out in, um, what's that little town? What's that little town? If you're going out towards the causeway, what's, what's that place called? Oh, uh, Bridge North. Bridge North. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> Patty lives in Bridge North and, um, had, uh, Patty's first books coming out. And it's, uh, a book that, uh, it's like, a, a it's a book that looks at emotional health through, uh, memories and stories of a friend of hers that, that was, uh, died when she was, uh, a tween. Mm-hmm. and um i haven't read any of it but me and patty have sat down and talked and i've read some of patty's other writing and she's such an enlightened incredible strong woman and i can't wait to to really explore this journey through this book um i know it's in the editing phases right now last time i was in touch with her um so i know mean, i should say i haven't read it who knows it it might not be good but no one, patty and the stuff i've read that she's produced before i have you know all the faith in the world it's going to be something pretty incredible so i'm looking forward so those are some of the some of the the literature that i've been uh, you know i've been downing and it's the most it's the most stuff i've read in peterborough i don't know i've become so hyper aware of uh of, oh and uh even just the the slam poetry scene i did the piece with john hedderwick mm-hmm. on my website And getting to know John and, um, and, and seeing some of these poets and and reading their stuff and seeing their stuff on YouTube and online. I mean, that's opened my world, my, my mind and my eyes to a whole other, a whole other thing. You know, when I Mm. went to John right before it was a winter, 2019, John and his people and, and some of the other, uh, you know, some young poets, they did a thing at the theater on King. And, um, I remember I was really burning out on theater reviews
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I watched these young poets really bare their soul on stage. It was such an emotion. And I think that was the day I decided, I think that was the day I truly just knew I wanted to go in another direction, that there was a bigger narrative to be told, uh, mm. their bravery and their words and their openness and their connection to something more spiritual, more emotional with the universe and inside of them it really made me realize how dead I was inside as a writer uh, because journalism just wasn't working for me. And I don't think I knew it at the time, but that really, really inspired me. That had a big moment for me. Uh, I did the reframe festival. I, remember I told you it'd be a journey. I did the reframe festival not long afterwards. And I was watching films by uh feminist and indigenous and queer and, black filmmakers and seeing these, these incredible stories that had to be told and wondering what's my narrative. You know, I'm like, like a straight middle-aged white dude. What's my narrative. Do I still have a story? Do I still have anything worth contributing? And then COVID hit, I was displaced. I was ghosted and still thinking about narrative through the poetry, through the reframe festival, through film, through literature and and the message and and now here I am you know still supporting the arts in peterborough but in a different way so well, yeah well
0: I th- well I think uh you know peterborough's quite fortunate to have someone like you plugging their uh, arts community I, I there's i think a few communities that lack this sort of uh someone being really behind the artist and being as passionate about it as you are um, mm. and I will say honestly, you're the first person I've interviewed that I really feel like this could go three, three and a half hours if oh, I oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> let, no, no, that's a well, compliment. Welcome,
1: welcome, welcome to that's the long compliment. There's no that. straining okay.
0: with you. There's no strained <laughs> moments. There's uh this has uh, been free flow how I how I kind of
1: like it had to happen, actually. Yeah. Well, but, well you uh, you you're very good at what you do. I I have I, I have enjoyed talking uh, to you. Someone, I don't know, yeah. I don't think we've ever it crossed paths before, have no. we? No.
0: Well, I'll no. admit. One major reason for that probably is that I'm fairly uh, new to Peterborough. Oh, okay. I was basically out of marriage. Um, mm. So my wife and I have a sister here as well, who's lived here for probably a good part of a quarter century. Oh, but okay. I, but I've just basically lived here since about 2020. So basically the COVID age is all I know of Peterborough. So, yeah.
1: Interesting. Wow. Yeah, you got yeah. so much to experience, man. You, yeah. my friend, are in for a wild ride and an exciting time as this community continues to open up to you yes i'm excited for you oh well thank you yeah
0: i'm excited as well anyway Mm -hmm. well thank you very much for your time for that tonight and thank uh, you
1: so much this has been so much fun and uh, i i can't wait to listen to more of what you do and thank you so much for reaching out to me okay great okay Thank you very much. And hopefully, hopefully
0: we can talk together uh, sometime uh, in the future too. About, uh, I
1: would love that. Some, I uh, would love that. I'm always up for a breakfast, a uh, morning breakfast or the whistle stop. You okay. Let me know. All right, bye. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. You Thank take you good care, Tim. All yep. right, bye now. Bye.
0: <laughs> well, when I said I could keep going, that wasn't just some meaningless BS. I mean, uh, topics I wanted to cover but didn't quite get to in this one are people such like Uh, S.J. Riley, Alex Unger, a few great local artists. There were other topics I was wanting to discuss with him as well. But all good things must come to an end. All great things must come to an end. So that was at least my discussion with Sam Tweedle. I hope I'm going to be able to discuss things with him in the future as well. So, about both his personal work and his general views on the Peterborough art scene and beyond. So I hope you enjoyed part two of our discussion where we brought it more back home. Check out Corner of Hunter and George on Spotify and iTunes. And I will see you around soon. Now let's
2: do this for the fives. I hate that word. Dear silly freestyling in a Honda, big vibes around round in swarma. Popeyes runs both to hit the party up. We vibing. Dear silly freestyling in a Honda, big vibes around round in swarma. Popeyes runs both to hit the party up. We vibing. Yeah, sick. Maybe why I talk like this? We chill, watching episodes of Rick Mort With the short from T.O. Oh, whoa, got the Netflix VPN foe. Switzerland Here we go again Making buns from the Pillsbury Dope man, dope man Hop into the dope vent Hit the air.